This week on Glistening Particles. And then I went to, during the summer, uh, SCORE. It's called SCORE. It's an adult summer camp for violin people, or not violin, only just string players. So I went there. No way. So you went to band camp? You were like an like, adult and you went to band camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that for a couple of years, which was a lot of fun because it really takes you out of your comfort zone. This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories from people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, listeners, this is a special series for the Great Cycle Challenge, where I'm hoping to shine light on some of the riders participating in this amazing fundraiser for Children's Cancer Research Fund. Did you know over 15,700 American children are diagnosed with cancer every year, and sadly, 38 children die every week? These riders are in there giving their time and effort to help change that number and change that story. So if you get a chance, go out and donate, and please support this incredible fundraising effort. Thank you. In this episode, I'm talking with Colleen Wheatmartian. She's located in Cincinnati, Ohio, sort of in the Midwest, and she's doing her miles a new way this year after going through a little bit of um, surgery, and she'll tell you more about that. So the other thing about Colleen that you'll want to watch for is she's got some pretty interesting random facts and probably three things I'll be doing after this ride is done. So sit back and listen and enjoy Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hi, Jane. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. It's exciting to be on your show. So let's talk about how you got involved with it. Well, a few years ago, I saw it actually come up. I've, I've heard this from a couple other people you talked to, but it came up on my Facebook page and I happened to see it and I love riding bikes. But at the time I was involved in Relay for Life. Have you heard of that? Relay for Life for the American Cancer yeah, Society? Is that, a, is that a run? It's a walk. It's a, it used to be okay. a t- 24 hours and now it's gone down to 12 hours or so, but it's straight walking or running, whatever, you get teams together. But I I had a family team for about 15 years. But during that time, I also chaired the entire event or co-chaired committees and that kind of thing. So I was busy doing that for about 15 years. And so I didn't have time to do this. And then last year, uh, I hadn't I wasn't involved in Relay for Life anymore, and this came up, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this. So last year was my first year, and I I rode 300 miles 
last year for this. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Uh, there's challenges, of course, but nothing compared mm-hmm. to what the kids go through, you know. Oh, definitely. I know. Like right now I'm behind on my miles and I'm trying not to panic, but I'm like, it's okay. There's time to make it up. It'll be okay. Yeah. Um, so what what area of the country are you in where you're doing these miles? I'm, I'm actually in Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So Midwest, I guess you could say. What did you commit to for this year? Well, actually, I wanted to commit to 350 miles, but I had rotator cuff surgery in March. So I had to back down and um, I'm going to, yeah, um, I'm committing to 100 right now, but I'm saying I'm doing it mile by mile. So if I get, hopefully I'll be able to go over 100, but I didn't want to stress out about it because I'm having to do everything indoors this year. So I'm riding indoors this year because of my surgery. So uh, I'm saying 100 miles, but if I can, I will go over a hundred miles, but, um, I'm really competitive <laughs> and my, fr- <laughs> my, my friends are like, Colleen, you need to think of yourself and do what you can, but don't, don't, you can't do 350 miles this year. So that's why I'm, right. I, I backed it down, uh, because I had to this year, but, um, you know, I'm doing what I can. So every mile counts. Well, it's still amazing that you're doing it. Consider all things considered, you know, that's, what's really been mind-blowing for me story after story is more people than you think have a story like that like I just interviewed somebody who has who broke both legs oh wow and then pushed himself to start doing this ride um this is what kind of got him to really push harder and I'm like wow people are just amazing yeah so are you riding on a specific team I am I joined team Nat this year when I heard her story team Nat I don't know if you heard her story Mm -hmm. the little girl who just died right Right. In fact, um, her mom's episode went up today for match day. So if you go out there, um, yeah, that's the one that's going up today. Okay. Yeah. I saw that this morning. I didn't get to listen to it yet, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So I joined that team this year and I've, I'm also writing for a little boy I met last year through a friend. Um, he's in England and he's fighting uh, cancer. So I'm, I write for him too. Oh, that's so nice. So how are you? Um, what's different? riding indoors than outdoors for you? Well, it's, uh, I won't say a little bit more boring, but (laughs) it's a little, (laughs) it's a little bit more boring uh, just because outside you get, like I ride on trails a lot outside and just the nature Mm -hmm. and being outside and the beauty of it all is, is fun. Um, I will Mm -hmm. say indoors though, you don't have the 98 degree weather with a hundred percent humidity or 80% humidity. So it's not as hot indoors. Absolutely, Um, That's a bonus. That is is a bonus. And I do get to listen to my music. So I I play music when I'm indoors. I don't listen to music when I'm outdoors. It's too dangerous, but uh, yeah, indoors. And I do more of a recumbent bike this year because of my shoulder issue. Uh, so I, I can't lean on the, on the regular handlebars. So I'm doing the recumbent bike this year. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll just say that it's, it's just more challenging to get yourself to the gym, if you will, but, you know, drive down to the mm-hmm. gym, but, um, it's, it's fine. It's just a little bit more, not as, not as fun, if you will, uh, by seeing nature and that kind of thing, you go in, put your headphones right. on and, ride for an hour to, you know, to get your mileage in for the day. Right. Right. I know when I used to do a lot of indoor miles during the winter and that I would, um, 
I cannot even tell you how many audiobooks I got through in the winter because I I just had to do something to keep my mind busy. You know? Right, right, exactly, exactly. And I uh, started listening to po- more podcasts than I ever used to, too. So um, that's a good thing, I guess. Right. <laughs> Right. I should be, what do I mean? I don't read, listen to audiobooks. I listen to podcasts. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm curious to hear more about you because I've been following, obviously, everyone coming on the show. I've been kind of peeking around at their Facebook and seeing what they're up to. And so I'm really looking forward to hearing what your three random facts are. Oh. Did you have a chance to pull three together for us? I did. It was kind of hard <laughs> just because I like to do a lot of things. <laughs> but um, so one thing I'll say is I started playing the violin about four years ago. Uh, never, really? Yeah, I did. I did. I've never played an instrument before. And my best friend took up the cello about nine years ago. And she took up the cello and started playing the cello. And then we have in town here, I think it's all over the U.S. or around the U.S. a lot. But the Cincinnati Conservatory of Music at UC has a program called New Horizons Orchestra. And it's for uh, people mostly 50 and over. <laughs> and uh they have the orchestra and it meets on Saturday mornings and uh, we, you, you can go and pick, you pick the string instrument that you wanted to play. And I've always loved the violin. So that's why I picked the violin to play. <laughs> and so I uh, started taking violin there at uh, about four years ago. And then um, I went to the first year I, I took violin there and I've, I've been taking it there for, for about three years. And then I went to, during the summer, uh, SCORE. It's called SCORE. It's an adult summer camp for violin people, or not violin, only just string players. So I went there. No way. For, so you went to band camp? You were like an like, adult and you went to band camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did that for a couple of years, which was a lot of fun because it really takes you out of your comfort zone uh, playing. And uh, because I'm just a beginner and uh, you get in all different, types of people, people who've been playing for nine or 10 years, there've been people who play in the symphony and they come to the camp. And so it can be intimidating, but also it takes you up a level of getting out of that intimidation zone, if you will. And so, yeah, that's what I did. That's one of my fun facts, I guess, if you will. (laughs) That is so cool. I love that. And because I want to learn to play an instrument and I, I still don't, I also want to learn other things. And the fact that you found these avenues, like this uh, New Horizons, first of all, I'd never heard of that. So that's a good tip. And I had no idea there were adult band camps because I didn't play an instrument in high school. I played the flute in about fifth grade for like a year and hated it. <laughs> and I, but I always wanted to be part of band camp. So maybe I can still do that. <laughs> you can. You can. You can. Oh my Just, God. Who yeah. knew? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I actually last year played at mass i play i play i'm in the choir at church and so i played at mass a few times too so it's fun oh that's so cool how it's kind of like infiltrating everything you know and the violin is hard yeah it's not easy it's not it's not very easy and you have to practice if you want to do it and uh i actually started taking private lessons too but i i stopped this year because of my arm situation but um i look i look forward to getting back into that soon so yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, yeah. now I'm now I'm ready for number two. What you got for me next? <laughs> oh well, um, I like to garden. We have a greenhouse uh, on our property, and I like to garden. But I also do hydroponic gardening. Have you heard of that? Hydroponic gardening. I, 
I think so. Is that where it like um, hangs? Well, it's above? it's a it's water system of gardening. It's uh, I use the okay. tower garden. It's called, but uh, that way I can garden inside in the winter. I bring it inside in the winter. And so all winter this year, I have, we have uh, romaine lettuce, kale, Swiss chard. Uh, We grew um, all of our herbs, uh, basil and chives and oregano. And so I love that because you know where your, your produce is coming from. (laughs) And so that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially just having it so fresh. Okay. So I have so many questions about this. I'm going to try to keep it to just two because otherwise we'll go all day. Okay. Um, I would love to have my own fresh um, lettuces and herbs handy to go all winter. So how much space does this take up in your house? Uh, not very much. Uh, maybe, okay, I have the corner in my dining room and it's a mm-hmm. it's a round system that I use. And okay. it's a 20-gallon basin, which if you look round, okay, let me see. It's about three feet wide in circular mm-hmm. radius, I guess. And it's about okay. four and a half feet tall. Uh, so cool. really it doesn't take up a lot of room at all. No, and that's it, not bad at all. Right. And then, yeah. And inside you need the grow lights and stuff, but um, that's just part of it. But it, it all fits into that on that round system, the round basin system. So Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I'm going to look into that. And if, when you send me a picture for your show, if you have any, send some pictures of that too. Okay, okay? I will. I will. Sure, sure. All right. All right. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Okay. Number three. Okay. Well, I always wanted to be a teacher growing up, but I let the nuns in school talk me out of it. So I was Aww. never a teacher, but I started my own business. I've been in business for myself 23 years. But anyway, this past fall, my friend is a director at a preschool. And she said, Colleen, we really need teachers. Do you want to, do you want to teach? And I said, okay, I'll do it. And so I, I helped with the uh, two and three year olds at preschool this year, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I read to them a lot. I used to be a tutor for the Literacy Network of Cincinnati, where I tutored children in reading, because I think, mm. I just think reading and literacy is very important. And so many people don't know how to read. And it's just very mm. important. So this year, well, we were going through the preschool, and I would read to them to the kids every morning and afternoon, whatever. And so I, towards the end of the year, when I was recovering uh, from surgery, I had to take some time off because of my arm. And I thought, wouldn't it be cool to start a YouTube kids channel and start reading to the kids on videos? And that way, if their parents don't have time to read to them, they could just, mm-hmm. they could just pick up a video and I could read to them like, you know, good night moon or not even just that, but like where the wild things are or different mm-hmm. stories. And so I'm going to be starting uh, doing readings to, to kids on YouTube kids and call it, I'm going to call it Miss Colleen's story cottage. <laughs> and so um, oh, I love that. Just because I think that's pretty cool to do. And then as I get that growing, then I'll go into older kids' books um, to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, m- more of the, not just preschool, but elementary school mm-hmm. and, and on up, because I think that's fun for kids. And if the parents don't have time to read to them, then they can listen to right. me. Yeah. So. Well, and what I love about that is for the the original target audience you have, though, there. 
Um, the visual is important because when you're reading stories to littler kids, they need to see the pictures. That's part of, you know, it's not like you can just have them listen to an audiobook. I mean, you can, but it's not as uh, magical if they can't see the pictures that go with it. Right. What a cool idea. I'm so excited for you to do this. And I think there's such a need for it. Thanks. I um, hope and so. And if you can connect with kids, I mean, that's like amazing. Yeah. I think I, I asked around to people and some marketing, you know, people who have littler kids, because my child, my, he's not a child anymore. He's 27. So I asked uh, people who have children and the preschool people and they thought it was a good idea. So I thought, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. So Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you think of like Mr. Rogers and things like that, how how um, nurturing that was for the, the other, our generation, you know, to have that. And so why not do more of that? Like, I think part of what I love seeing these days is it's almost like we're backpedaling a little bit in the, in a way on what we're offering. I mean, yep, sure, kids can sit and look at a, um, an iPad and play a video game, but that's nothing like the personal connection or just like seeing a, a person that's reading to them. It's so different. Ex you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's right. what I'm hoping yeah. to achieve for that. Yes. Yeah. So, and I can remember mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I'd come home from the library with books in my arm for the summer, just piled high of Beverly Cleary. And <laughs> those I know, me too. that was sort of what I did. Like, I, I actually remember like my first vivid dream of, and I think it's probably the only one, you know how people have dreams where they're flying. Uh -huh. the the one and only dream that I really recall of myself flying, I was flying to the library <laughs> oh. to get books. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Oh. And then I worked in libraries all through. I mean, actually, from when I was in elementary school, I would work at the, li the public library shelving books. And then, I mean, I guess that's probably like 11 or 12, not like a little, little kid. But then I think I worked at libraries all through college, the way through college even. So I did yeah. too. I worked there in, in high school during the summer and then one year out of college or in college. <laughs> yeah. Libraries are a happy place, you know? They are. They are. And it's so much easier. I mean, I, they're kind of going, I mean, the libraries themselves aren't necessarily going away, but just seeing the bookstores closing even. I just love going in bookstores and being around all the books and the fact that that's changing makes me a little bit sad. Yeah, you know? I know. I because I have a, I love to read, and I, the the convenience of a Kindle or your tablet is nice. But I just went away mm. a couple weeks ago, and I had a live, like a live, a real book in my hand, and I, <laughs> and I loved it. I just love the feel of it. I was like, oh, I need more I books know. in my hand. I just really like that. I like that. I'm that way too. You know, you mentioned earlier on that you have a company. Would you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Oh, sure. I We have a company that we help people share and tell their stories. So we help people write and publish their books. So anywhere from the manuscript process to publishing to marketing their books, people who have stories. And really, we tell people everyone has a story to tell. It's just a matter of whether or not they want to tell it. And some people think, Oh, they've heard that story before, but people can have the same story, but they tell it in a different way. And so one person's story is going to resonate with you the way someone else's story won't, if that makes sense mm -hmm. to you. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what we help people do is write and tell their stories, share their stories with the world. That's amazing. I love that. I, I, um, I have this dream of writing a story about um, the experience of doing these podcasts about like the uh, what I've learned from authentic conversations with 100 people, you know? Oh, cool. Because you find that there's themes that go through that. 
And you find that, um, and I, I think with every person I talk to, I learned something. Like today I learned about um, that I could go play an instrument with grownups at band camp, and I did not know that before. So right, right there alone. I had gone to school for English literature, and I belonged to uh, book clubs and writing clubs, and I found that people had a need for this. They, they, they knew how to write, and they had a book or poetry written, but they didn't know the next step of how to get it published. And so that's mm-hmm. what I... I became a certified author assistant and then I can help people do that. <laughs> I might be coming back to you for some things here. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs> this, is the other, this is the other good thing of meeting people I can go back and talk to about how do I do this? Right. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Oh. Yeah. I you bet know. it's really rewarding, Re- really rewarding to see people telling their stories and getting them published. It really is. And from taking people from if they're not sure what they want to do or how they want to say it, and then helping them progress through the book and the editing stages to really make the book something that is really going to help them tell their story and help people or share their story about what what they can do to help people or if it's a history book what in history helped the world come along if that makes sense mm-hmm. right i get i get it do you have you published any books yourself we're actually in the process of writing one and it's going to come out late december or early january next year and it's uh, gonna, the working title right now is six daily habits of a successful writer so helping people know what to do to become a successful writer so that they can write a book or write their blog or whatever it is that they want to write. So that's what we're working on right now. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That is wonderful. Oh my gosh. We'll have to watch for that. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, Colleen, it has been so fun talking with you and getting to know you a little bit. You know, we've sort of, like I said, poked around at each other out on the Facebook page for the ride, but there's nothing like a real conversation. Right. You know? Yeah. It's great to fun to talk to people and learn, learn about them. And with technology mm-hmm. today, it's great. You're in Wisconsin, right? I know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Yep. So um, let's make sure people can get out and donate to your page. So what is your donation page on the Great Cycle Challenge? Okay. It is greatcyclechallenge.com forward slash writers forward slash Colleen Wheat Martian and then the number one. So that's C O L L. E-E-N-W-I-E-T-M-A-R-S-C-H-E-N and the number one. All right. Well, hopefully we'll get some more donations out there. We've still got time. Right. Um, and uh, good luck on your ride, getting your rides your, or your miles done that you committed to. And again, can't believe you're doing it even with a shoulder healing. So that is amazing. Yeah, it'll be I, it'll be fun. I look forward to getting it done. Well, take care and hopefully we'll talk again sometime. You too. Thanks a lot for the opportunity and it was fun talking to you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. One of the things I'm really enjoying about the Great Cycle Challenge series is hearing people's random facts because there are so many different ones. And yet, if you listen carefully to the series, you'll find there are some themes. So one of them is there's a lot of people starting to play instruments later in life. You know, everybody thinks, oh, I missed my window in seventh grade. I can't play an instrument. I don't have any musical talent. And here you have people who have, like Colleen, she started to play the violin. I think, um, let's see here, we had one person, Dennis, started playing the guitar, and Matt started playing the bagpipes. So it's not too late to start playing an instrument. So I might have to buy a drum kit again and start all over. The other thing is I'm excited to do this water gardening thing. 
and maybe publish a book so I have all these new projects and fun along the way. Thanks for listening, everyone. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.